All right, welcome, welcome into the 96th episode of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. We have the usual suspects back today, and we're going to be going over some trades. We're going to be doing a little live trading uh, and then doing our wide receiver 13 to 24. This is where the money is at. You hit on these wide receivers and you are set up for multiple years. So again, wanted to thank all of you for listening. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y on Twitter. Uh, we have so many giveaways and we tweet out uh, a lot of great content. Super Producer puts out a lot of facts, a lot of articles. And then on top of that, sometimes we'll throw in a meme here and there. So just follow us at Dynasty Monarchy over there. I want to thank you all for making it into the episode. Let's go. Why, hello there, my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your Dynasty League for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts. Here we go. Episode number 96 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Whoever you may be, however you may be listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Welcome, welcome in. The guys are back for another week. Max and Super Producer holding it down in the land. Myself in New Jersey. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm good, man. I'm I'm uh last week was down under the weather, sick. As you guys know, I didn't record first wide receiver one through twelve. Um, so just excited to get after these guys. These are probably some of my favorite guys to buy. They really are. Last night took an L, but tonight I bounced back. Mr. Max says, super producer, how you doing? Doing good, man. Excited to get through the rest of these rankings. I do like the top uh, 12 rankings for running back and wide receiver and stuff, but I really, I think, enjoy the 13 to 24 rankings more. So I'm pretty yeah. excited, man. This is where your bread's at. This is this is where this is where the money's at. You you want to be a good manager. This is where you make your difference. In these, uh, everyone's gonna have a number one wide receiver on their team that puts up points. It's finding that wide receiver too. Um, I'm doing all right, hanging in there, Mister Max. Wanted to ask you a question, just to start us off here today. I don't know if you saw or super producer, but the New York Jets are going to be on hard knocks for the upcoming season. I want you to know how many times I'm uh, just take a guess. How many times I'm going to text in the group chat and just talk about how excited I am for this year. Probably a lot, man. You're probably, it's, it's going to be a roller coaster. I almost feel like I should like start a, a, a live, just an artist. Like I should get a canvas and then like just Peter's emotion, you know, Peter will go up and it'll be Rogers is going to win MVP. Garrett Wilson's going to win MVP and the Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. And then, you know, it tweaked ankle and Peter, Peter puts in shed. Oh, I hate my life. Yada, yada, yada. It's going to be fun. Hey man, you got to ride. If you, if you don't love it, you hate it and you got to love it. Super producer. It's fun, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to it because I, it's on HBO, right? Oh Yeah. Yeah, so I don't have HBO. I probably won't be able to see any of the episodes, but it's fun, man. I remember when the Browns were on it. I think it was Baker's rookie year. It just creates such a buzz around the team. 
And even with the Lions last year, I saw some there were some good clips coming out of that. So I think the Jets, they're going to be one of those teams, man. I feel like it was the Broncos last year. The NFL was trying to really like push the Broncos and they kind of sunk to the bottom of the ocean. So we'll see if the Jets can rise to the top, man, because I think we're going to see a lot of them this year. Yeah, man, I'm uh, starting to get nervous because the season it's real at this point. It's it's going to happen. I can't wait. Uh, there's going to be some air horn comment, Rogers says, and it's going to be the news, and Zach Wilson's going to get his shine, and Zach Wilson's going to say one thing about liking mature women, and it's just going to be it's gonna be a big fiasco. They're always going to find a way, man. But uh, before we get into the episode, Mr. Max, I know you did have a trade you wanted to give out on the pod. I did have a trade that I wanted to give out on the pod, Peter. And it's for you. I'm uh, I'm feeling very generous. I don't know why, but I just it's just it's in my heart today. I don't know if it's because I'm coming back from being sick or whatever it might be. Generous. He says generous. That's generous. how you know it's not generous. Generous is the offer, Pete. It's uh 12, 12 teams, half point, PPR, one quarterback. But I'm prepared to give you a projected mid to early 2025 first for Jerry Judy. That is very tempting. I'm not going to lie. This would be a very large directional swing for my team. Uh, For everyone out there that hasn't kept up, our most important league, I've decided to strip my team. I'm on the rebuild grind. Uh, It's my first time rebuilding in this league. My team consists of Jalen Hurts, Gus Edwards, Miles Sanders, Jerry Judy, DJ Moore, Dallas Goddard, Chris Godwin, uh, and then assorted bench pieces that are definitely older that I could get picks for at some point during the season, and then Jamison Williams, uh, and then a taxi squad. I have my first next year, 2025, and in 2026. That's basically my draft capital right now. So acquiring picks is super important, but for Jerry Judy, who's 24, By the time that pick finds itself into fruition, it's going to be Jerry Judy would be 26. Uh, By the time that pick is made, essentially, and has a tangible value in my hand. I don't know, Max. It's so interesting. It is such an interesting proposal. And I'm really really tempted, especially if it is a, a top quarter pick. Super producer, what do you think? I'd like to get a little bit of advice. I see why you would do it. I don't think I would. I think Judy's worth a little bit more. I mean, if you really were trying to move Judy, I would just wait if you do believe in him. I mean, if he pops off the first couple weeks, he's worth two firsts instead of, I feel like he's worth a first and a second probably. So to do it for a mid 25 first, I don't think I would be there. I would maybe be trying to get a little bit more, but uh, that's how I always am in trades. I'm always trying to get a little bit more. If it was a 24 first, Max, I think I would do it. I but the deferral do. to 2025, I, I don't think I can do it. Sure. I mean, I think I really think it has a chance we pick 101, uh, just given the lack there of depth on that team. And, and young talent. And the ages. It's, I mean, it's a really, really good pick. So. Um, I think my best offer would probably be Wandale Robinson and the 2025 first for Jerry Judy. 
I can't do it. Wandale Robinson really doesn't move the needle for me as a rebuilder uh, outside of potentially having burst weeks. We know that he's not going to be top 12 option. Well, no, but he's also not worth a third. He's probably worth like a second to me. Probably, but uh, I can't do it. Mr. Max, I appreciate the offer. How close was it? It was, it was close enough where I actually debated it and then weighed everything out. It wasn't a just snap. No, that's how close it was. But Mr. Max, I, I know we have a deal going in another league. And I want to be able to counter live right now on the air. Okay. I want to give you a trade. You always come bearing gifts. You're like Santa Claus. I want to, I want to give a gift to Santa Claus today. I want to give a gift I to the it. trade man. I love it. I mean, uh, I'm really excited. This is a 12-team full-point PPR uh, Superflex League. So you recently offered me T. Higgins and Khalil Herbert for Mark Andrews in a second. I'm going to remove Khalil Herbert from the deal. I want to add DJ Moore, and I will be willing to give you my 2025 first. So you'll be getting Mark Andrews, my 2025 first, and a 2024 second. For T. Higgins and DJ Moore. You're able to get off of T. Higgins, who is great. Who is great. I'm going to say that. Uh, and DJ Moore, who is a little bit more of a risk this year. High upside risk. And you get stable Mark Andrews. And stable draft capital. Oh, it really tempts me, man. Because it's not a bad offer. I never make bad offers. Only off air. Off air, I will make bad offers. On the air, I can't let the people out there think that uh, I'm not a good GM. Mm, it's really not a bad offer, man. I get How about it. this? And because I appreciate you, let's get a third party in here, Mister Mister C, super producer. What are your thoughts? I'm gonna I'm gonna read it again for all those listening at home. It's twelve teams, full point PPR, super flex. Uh, we have T. Higgins and DJ Moore. And then on the other side, it's Mark Andrews, 2025 first, and a 2024 second. I'm looking at it from both sides. Max in this league has Lamar Jackson. So that kind of plays in, I feel like, a little bit of a factor getting the stack. The first is interesting because Max's team, I don't know. It seems like he could compete, maybe not compete. So it's he. He also has next to no draft capital. Right. So it's really like, do you think you could get a solid player for the 25 first? And then you have Andrews. I think you got London, Judy. So do you get another receiver, get a running back? I, I mean, I I probably lean the T Higgins side slightly just because of the depth, but it just leaves that void at tight end. So I, I don't know. I could go either way on this trade, honestly. Pete, I'll keep it quick. I think uh, I think I have a counter for you. I don't want to bore the listeners too much with trade, um, but I art really, of the deal, art of the deal where the sausage gets made. I really feel like you accept this. I look at your team. You need some depth, Pete. You need some depth, so I'm going to give you some depth. Okay, I'll give you T Higgins. I'll give you DJ Moore. You give me Garrett Wilson. No, Garrett Wilson is un. Touchable as a Jet fan, uh, you know what you're doing this just to, for the PR. You're trying to look good, That's good faith. Oh, Peter, I had crazy. more. I had more to it too. 
I couldn't do that. I wanted Garrett Wilson in a second for those two. I couldn't do it. And it's no, not I, that it's not fair value. I'd settle for Garrett Wilson. You do it right now. It's not that it's the Garrett. Look, wow, it's me. I'm an he irrational Jets fan. Five first right there. I don't think it's five first. I thought I thought you were going to counter off of our original structure, but I guess you weren't. And I appreciate the offer, but we have a top 13 to 24 rankings to get into, Max. We do. We do. We do. And, uh, you know, between 13 and 24, I have another trade, but you'll have to stay with us because it's a good one, and I think it gets accepted. All right, let's get 13 to 24 wide receiver rankings going. All right, sitting here, number 13. Uh, Sorry, sitting here, 13 to 24 rankings. I'm looking right now. We have a mix of old heads, young guys. I think we have three, quote-unquote, proven guys uh, where these guys have finished top 12 before, and then the rest of them are just dart throws for the most part, guys that we think have the potential to take that next step this coming season and then following seasons as well. Mr. Max, why don't we introduce number 13 here, and I'm going to give you the honor of uh, of talking about him first. Mr. Tyree Kill, Cheetah Cheetah, your boy. Tyree did used to be my boy, man, especially on Kansas City. Him and Mahomes were mm, get goosebumps thinking about it. Even in Dynamite. Even in Miami, though, the man was dynamite. This man proves to be almost like Kels. They just don't – it doesn't age. He's 29. He's still got the speed. He's still got the finishes. Um, the only thing – I have him at 15. Nixie has him at 9. Peter, you have him at 15. So that puts him, obviously, at 13 for us here. Um, I'm just scared of, one, the age, and then, two, just two us scares me, man. I mean – where it's like if Waddle loses Tua or whatever that is, Waddle is going to have another quarterback. Tyreek Hill's not going anywhere. He's staying in Miami. Um, so just between the age and that, that's why I have him a little lower. But it's just hard to put that talent too low because that guy is a game-breaking machine. And the hit on him used to be he wasn't consistent. Now he, I feel like, is very He's consistent. He's so, consistent with spurts. I like Tyreek Hill. I have him at 15. Nick C, you're obviously higher. Why you got him higher? Just for the pure elite production, I mean, I get he's 29, but this is one of the true rare guys in a a league of just rare athletes because, I mean, he truly dominated last year. To put it into perspective, I mean, targets per route run, yards per route run, he was first in both of those, first in deep targets, arguably – I'm not going to say the best, but I mean, top three for sure wide receivers on the field last year. I understand the Tua concerns, but and it's tough to do sometimes to put these biases you have against players to the side. But you you cannot project injuries in fantasy football and NFL football. Injuries are going to happen. It's just part of it. But it's hard for me to move him out of the top 12, just given that. I mean, he's probably locked in for top five production the next two years. And even this past year, right? So Tua missed some games. He missed four, five, and six, uh, weeks four, five, and six. Here were Tyree Kills finishes. Wide receiver four on the week, wide receiver 25, and wide receiver three. He had 25 points, 13, and then 29. That's without Tua. So Tyreek is so good that 
it's tough to expect him not to produce this upcoming season and probably for the next couple. So Mr. Mr. C, we look at Tyreek Hill's production. Like you just said, he's he's still doing well with Teddy Bridgewater at quarterback, right? Is there a world where he is not in the outside of barring injury, barring quarterback play, let's say to a place a full year? Is there a, is there a, a reality where he does not finish as the best of the older wide receivers where we look at Devontae, Diggs, all these other guys? I don't think that there is. No, I just don't see it. I mean, he showed His it floor. last year. His yeah. floor is so high. It's crazy, dude. That whole offense in Miami is crazy. And let's say Tua does miss games. His upside this year, I feel like, is higher because Miami did go out and get Mike White. You can say what you want about Mike White. He slings the rock. He's probably better than Teddy Bridgewater. So if it comes down to Tua missing five games, I still wouldn't even be that concerned with how he's going to produce, how Waddle's going to produce. So it's just the way the production was this past year. It's tough to see a way that he's going to slow down at all. All right, let's keep moving forward. DK Metcalf slides in as our wide receiver 14. Mr. Max, another one of your boys. I'll let you start on him. Uh, But first, I'll give our rankings. I had him at wide receiver 14. Super producer had him at 15, and Max has him at 12. For me, it's just the the age, the production, and just the build, man. I mean, it's tough because, I mean, sneak preview, it, it goes, I mean, like Jackson Smith and Jig was not very high. And I know Nixie and I, we were having this argument, not very far behind this, um, but Nixie and I were having this argument with you either have DK or JSN. And like, yes, one's a lot younger, but DK's done it year in and year out. Um, I get his route tree isn't the best, but he has improved on that as a route runner. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's over just an overall player of the game. Um, he's still very, very young. I do believe, I feel like it was either him or AJB. They just had a birthday. Um, but Mr. Decarius, I mean, he's only 25 years old and he's going to be a free agent at like 27, 28 again, um, because he did just sign that deal. So he's a game breaker. He's a physical specimen and he's, that's why he's top 12 for me. Now, Max, we understand all these tangible things but something that i think is factoring a lot in on his price right now is his situation in seattle we know he has an out in a couple years not everybody has a couple years to wait especially if they own dk and they're a competitor you're obviously poaching off competitors but what's a way that you can buy dk give me like a realistic package that you think you could buy dk for from somebody who is kind of in the middle or rebuilding currently? I think if they're rebuilding, I don't really think they sell DK. He's still very, very young. Um, if they're in the middle, like a package that I would probably be fine putting together, like as if if I could move off of my T Higgins and get like a DK plus like a early to mid second, I think I would do that. I think that's pretty fair. Um I'd rather obviously have T than DK, but if you're competing for it, like DK is just not one of those guys where I want to take the risk this year. Yes. He's going to have those boom games. He is. It's just DK, but he's also going to have those games where he puts up two catches for 14 yards. You know, that's, that's the kind of guy he is sometimes. And do you think this is going to be exaggerated in Seattle with the addition of a guy we're going to be talking about later on here in Jackson Smith and Jigba? 
I do. And I also think that Geno Smith last year just had, I don't want to say a fluke, but Geno Smith played a very, very good football season last year. And I don't think he repeats it. Mr. C, any comments on DK? Yeah, I mean, you guys made some good points. The main thing to me that sticks out, which I don't think Tyler Lockett will do or JSN, maybe JSN a bit more, but still I don't see it uh, taking away from this aspect of DK's game is just the red zone targets that he gets. He had 27 red zone targets last year. That was second in the NFL. You can maybe think the offense is going to regress a little bit, but he still gets those looks in the red zone just because he's that big bodied receiver and Lockett's not going to take away from that. Like I said, maybe JSN eats in a little bit, but okay. Maybe he finishes top 10 in red zone targets instead of number two. Um, I think he was top 10 in air yards last year as well. So I still think he's going to be able to take the tops off the defense and the situation's not good right now as we sit, but Give it this season if JSN pops a little bit. Lockett's the first one out of there. I mean, and then they have DK and JSN. So then how much has the situation changed? I think DK is a great buy right now, honestly. And another one I was thinking about while you guys were talking, and I would like to get your guys' thoughts. What would you think of a deal like? Because I, I would personally send this over. Like if I was getting DK, I'd probably send like Quentin Johnson and a second. And I feel like that could go through easily. I think Quentin Johnson is what DK is. Like Quentin Johnson's ceiling. Exactly. Is exactly. But I just, I take DK. Like I don't, but that could Quentin, easily go through. It really Quentin could. Johnson, Quentin Johnson's floor is like Mike Williams. His ceiling is DK value wise. So his floor is maybe worth a first a couple weeks out of the year. Uh, depending on how well he plays, maybe worth a couple firsts based on how he plays. Uh, but he will never have stable impact. He's not a blue chip stock like DK. Uh, and by the way, DK is another guy you could sell the name if he's having a bad year. You know, even if he does have a bad year, he will still have a market. Whereas Quentin Johnson, if he does not have a good year, he'll have a Traylon Burks-esque kind of fall from grace. Jamison Williams, where you can't even get a second for some of these guys. Probably wouldn't pay a second for JML. You're correct. Let's keep moving forward. Super producer, this is one of your boys. I have him in the top 12. You guys don't. Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup slides in at number 15 here. I have him at 12. Next, he has him at 14. And Max has him at 17. I guess I'll start off first. He is absolutely complete. He is a complete technical route runner. He is a complete hands guy. He can be a com- compete catch guy downfield if he has to be. But I look at the receiver that he is, the Rams offense is going to bounce back. The only reason he did not have a good year is because he didn't break his ankle. He had a really bad ankle sprain. They kind of just shut him down for the year. Uh, I-, I think he comes back this year and is a revelation for fantasy owners. I sold early on Cooper Cup when I could have just kept my team together and probably competed, and that was a big flaw. I gave super producer Cooper cup for essentially nothing. And I think he's going to have a top 12 season this year. Not only top 12, I think he's probably going to have a top six finish this upcoming season. And you can get him at not top six value. I think you can get him for a little bit over a first. I would agree. I I'm not the biggest Cooper cup fan. I'm honestly 
for me personally, like I do agree with everything you just said, Peter. I do. And I think he's a great player and redraft. You're going to have to take him in the first round. Say the B word. Yes, of course. But I'm looking forward to seeing who could be that Rams number two receiver. I really, truly am. There's not one guy on that roster. It's like, oh, you're the number two. I mean, there's Van Jefferson. There's Ben Skoranek. There's Puka Nukua, whatever his name is. Um, and that is anyone's Tutu. job. Tutu Atwell, sure. So I think, yeah, Cooper Cup's going to get the rock is what I'm saying, basically. It's like he's going to get fed. He's going to get 10 to 12 targets at least a game. Um, and like Nick C said, you can't predict injuries. It's just a matter of if he can come back from this. And Stafford can come back from it as well. We know the McVay. We know the connections there. Um, if you're a competitor, he's probably the one guy I would want going for it. The only reason I have like Tyreek at nine and then Cup at 14 is just the situation. I mean, the Rams are a, pretty much a dumpster fire right now. There's talks about them trying to sell off Aaron Donald. If their season doesn't start off good, they tried to move Stafford in the offseason. So there's a lot of things there where it's like, what does this Rams team look like? going into uh, the 24-25 season. I think Cups, I, like you guys said, locked in for probably a top five finish, top six finish. The age with the uncertainty of the situation is what has him outside of the top 12 for me, but I, I totally get PJ, you having him in there just for the guaranteed production. Yeah, I just think you look at guaranteed production and – I think there's a tiny sliver of an argument to have him over Tyreek Hill, but I will take him over Tyreek Hill because I know he is going to be a better technical route runner than Tyreek Hill this upcoming season, and he has less risk. I feel like he, he could have literally anybody, anybody throwing him the ball and got away with you know 14 targets in a game. Uh, that's just how much they want to feed him there, especially with Sean McVay. I want to interrupt. I got to offer it, man. I'm here. I'm thinking about the listeners. I I told them to be on the edge of their seat. I'm going to do it. It's something I've never done before. A mid-show offer. There's not a segment for this. No one knows it's coming. Pete, I got to get this done with you, man. We got to do it. We really do. I'm prepared to offer you my Lamar Jackson, my T. Higgins, my DJ Moore, Mm -hmm. for your Deshaun Watson, your Garrett Wilson in a second round pick. I really want to decline it. I want to decline it so bad. That's dude, because you'd have the stack too. That's why I offer it. Mr. C, what do you think? That's a tough offer. I don't know. I see it as it might not be the market value, and I'm biased towards the Browns, but Watson and Lamar are pretty equal to me. I like could call me crazy, but I see it like that. And then it's basically the same trade that Max wanted to do earlier. So it really just comes down to how you value the jump or not jump of Lamar to Watson. I feel like even though the perceived value might be that Max is giving up a ton. That's kind of how I break it down. If I had to choose a side, I think I go Wilson side still but it's definitely close man mr c gives the perfect amount of advice where he doesn't tell you what to do but makes both sides permissible he's laughing right now and you can't see it and he knows he does that keep the second i don't need it 
I can't give away Garrett Wilson. I wouldn't be able to forgive myself. Really? Lamar scares me. It's not like you're giving me Josh Allen. I'm do- I'm doing it because I I, I am a psychopath. I, I truly am a psycho. And the listeners, I know, I know. I'm 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 off for one more thing, and then we're going to proceed with this show. I'm going to offer you my Lamar Jackson, my T Higgins, my DJ Moore, and my Khalil Herbert for your Deshaun Watson, your Garrett Wilson, and Darnell Mooney. Max, stop. It takes so much effort to decline these trades because I don't want to. There's just no way. There's there's no chance that you get a third running back, you get an upgraded quarterback, and you get your depth at receiver. If you make it AJB, I'll do it. Make it AJ Brown. What else do I get? What would else would you like? Why would I trade T. Higgins and DJ Moore for AJ Brown? And downgrade from Lamar to Watson. Because you're an addict. And give you Khalil Herbert. Because you're an addict. No, that makes zero sense for me. It's got to be Wilson. Even Wilson. It can't. Boned. It can't I'm getting be Wilson. Boned. It can't be Wilson. Okay, you decline it. It's over there. You decline uh, that. You decline it. Go ahead. Max offered me Lamar, DJ Moore, and T. Higgins for Deshaun Watson and A.J. Brown. I love Watson. But it's just too much value, man. Too much value. I knew you needed one, Max. All right, who are we on? Jackson Smith and Jigba, number 16 at Ohio State University. You have him higher than everyone else. Give me your reasoning why Jackson Smith and Jigba is at 13 for you, 16 for both Super Producer and I. He was my wide receiver one in this class. I don't think he should have fallen all the way till pick 20. Um, if he did not have that nagging hamstring injury last year, I think he would have went top 10 overall. I really, truly do. Um, I think he's a very insane talent. He's going to take the league by storm. Obviously, the landing spot's not the best, but I'm just taking talent over situation there. And for me, the Rose Bowl game, just go watch that if you haven't seen Jackson Smith and Jig, but we've talked about him enough on this pod. The only reason I have JSN lower is just because of the situation we talked about. Same kind of thing with DK. I don't know. And I could be off base saying that Seattle would move off a of locket going into next year, but I think it really comes down to what JSN produces this season. And if he does, I mean, I I would probably move him up to around where you have him, Max, at, at around like that fringe wide receiver one, like top 12 area. Just because, I mean, he's so young and the dude's profile was pretty crazy coming out. I mean, he broke out. I mean, we told the whole story a handful of times already, but. If he starts off slow, I think I mentioned this on another episode a while back, but if he starts off slow, like everybody thinks, I, I'm i just trying to buy him at a discount because I truly think the next couple of years, I mean, this dude is going to catapult into easily the top 12. Yeah, it's a similar feeling for me, especially when you see raw talent, Ohio State wide receiver selected in a first round. Those are just hitters every single year. Uh, it's just going to come down to quarterback play because he's going to be stuck there for five years. Uh, and that's going to be the only problem uh, out in Seattle because he's going to have his four years as a 
rookie and then the fifth year option being a first round pick. So it's going to be the long haul with Jackson Smith and Jigba if Geno Smith is the quarterback there for the foreseeable future, but which I doubt he is. Let's move on to number 17, Jerry Judy, Denver. We were mentioning him earlier. Max, I'll let you have the floor. You have him higher than everyone else. You have him at 16. Super producer and I both have him at 19. Again, right over to you. I want to put him higher. I really do. He's like, I was talking to one of my members the other day, and he's just the guy that like I'm planting my flag on him. I'm planting my flag on Jerry Judy. Um, I'm trying to get him in as many leagues as possible. I do not want to trade him if I have him. I really value him at like two first right now. I mean, we were talking about it earlier. I think he's just one of those guys where it's just like you can't miss that kind of talent. He's a first round grade, first wide receiver taken. He's going into like one of these contract years here. Sean Payton offense, Russell Wilson. Well, look at the games when he played. Um, it really is incredible. So I just think he's very, very talented and he's very, very young still. So I think I have him too low just looking at my rankings right now. I think I'll definitely move him up, but just for the sake of our rankings right now, I'll probably just keep it like that. But he showed it last year. I mean, Averaged near 20 points per game, like the final seven games of the season. There were the rumors that well, maybe one of these guys, Sutton or Judy, is going to get traded. Uh, that was earlier in the offseason. I don't see it right now. I think if anybody Sutton is out of there, I was a big Broncos fader last year. Everybody knows how bad they were. So I think that that went into a bias I had towards those players. And I definitely didn't have Judy high enough. And I think I'm coming around to it. I think two first, some people might think it's an overpay, but I I'm starting to come around that it's probably fair value given how young this guy is as well. Contract year kind of thing, like you said, Max. So if it doesn't end up working out this year, we could just see him on a new team and he'll probably end up balling out because I've been seeing so I don't know if you guys have seen the same videos, but there's just that video is crazy. That bro, one video he, where he snaps that dude's ankles is crazy. He's just routing people up, and that's what we love, man. Elite route runners. He's one of them. And so I'll say this. Garrett Wilson, we we've seen Peter turn down like basically four first for Garrett Wilson. When you look at Jerry Judy's stats, they're very, very similar to Garrett Wilson. They finished Jerry Judy actually finished higher last year than Garrett Wilson. And I think Rodgers and Russ are not that far off on quarterback play. Um, but Judy, I want you to I want you to take a second and I want you to think about what you just said just a little bit more. No, they're not. Rodgers right now, what he's been able to do, he barely he can't throw for over 300 yards, whereas Russ, he can do that year, year in and year out. Um, and when you look at Judy's finish of the year, 10, 33, 14, 17, 10, 24. Before that, he had his 18 and a 16 finish with a he played one snap. Judy is half the price of Garrett Wilson, and I think he can finish just as high, if not higher. So by Jerry Judy. All right, let's keep moving forward. DJ Moore slots in at number 18, the new Chicago Bear. Gonna be getting the ball from Justin Fields. I'm the highest on him out of everyone. I have him at 17. Nixie has him at 28. Max has him at 18. I just think there's tremendous opportunity here. I know that he is an incredible receiver. I know that he hasn't had the best quarterback play to prove it with. And I just know that Justin Fields has a chance to take 
that third year leap here as a quarterback, finally having an elite level weapon at the wide receiver position. We don't know whether or not Justin Fields can throw, but we do know that DJ Moore has a top 24 floor as a wide receiver one. And that's what I'm the most excited about is a floor play that has ceiling potential. He has top 12 potential this season. If Justin Fields is able to throw a tight spiral. And I really think he can. I go back and forth. I'm like, oh, he can't. I can. Then I see interviews and then I see clips and then I see Ohio State and then I see DJ Moore. I go back and forth. Um, I feel like DJ Moore's price, though, is baked in right now with like him already hitting almost. People think he's like already got that breakout AJ Brown type season. He's been in the league for five years. This will be a six year. So 26 turns 27. He's just, I just don't think the passing pie is there. They're one of the teams that pay, pass the least. Um, but I do see it. I do really do see it. I just wouldn't pay at his price right now. Everyone, it's just baked in and it's just the training camp videos are going to start and everything is just going to go up, 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 up. And they're going to see the connection and it's just going to go even higher. So he's a sell for me, but at this price, like this was range for me. What do you think his price is? The first and a half. I mean, you can't put him at two first. Yeah, um, he's not a two first guy, but you don't. And this is like what we always not say. Is like, first. This is what we always say is the way that values work. If I own him, I don't want to sell him for a first. But if I buy him, I only want to pay a first. So it, this is like certain players are like that where the value and the value to sell and the value to buy just doesn't make sense at any given point. So it has to be an overpay to essentially get this player. Yeah, I probably have him around the same value. Maybe like, I feel like if he hits, like if he's a, I don't know what a hit is for him. Top 15, that's probably a hit. Maybe he's a first in two seconds. Yeah, I, I, I just don't, I don't know. Like, like, okay, so he hits. Okay, great. DJ Moore is, he's going to be 27. He's not going to be 27 till April. So like, right. Pretty young. He's uh, not pretty young. He's really young. I mean, he's like the like that's he's going into that age too, where it's like 26, 27, 28, 29. Like if you're a guy like DJ Moore, Chicago, like I don't know, man. Like then you look at I thought he was a lot older than that. Yeah. He just because he's been in the league for so long. Yeah, I don't know where I sit with DJ Moore. I like you said, Max, I've I've pretty much gone back and forth with him. I, I just did that, yeah. At this point, you're going to have question marks on some of these guys. If I could just say anything, we move forward to number 19 here. This guy's the ultimate question mark guy. For me, I know Nick C is the, thinks the exact opposite. It's Brandon Ayuk. I want you to start here for us, Nick C, and tell us why he's different than DJ Moore. Like everybody, if you're on Fantasy Football Twitter, I've and I've shouted it out a couple times, but I think it's a – Great shout out to go check out, but um, Matt Harmon does the reception perception charts and just like the route percentage of the routes run as well as uh, route success rate. And Ayuk, he took a huge step, I feel like, this past year, and I think he's in for another big step. He is 25 as opposed to DJ Moore's 26, so it's only about a year difference or so give or take, but I don't know. There is question marks at quarterback, but I think Ayuk is just in 
for a breakout year. I mean, all the reports coming out of 49ers camp was that he was the best football player on the field. And if you don't believe in Debo Samuel, I'm probably higher on Debo Samuel than both of you guys are. Um, but I still think Ayuk's in for a great year. He's had 10 plus red zone targets the past three years, which is pretty elite numbers. His route running is spectacular. I mean, just some of the route cutups on Twitter of him just going crazy. I mean, that's what you can, that's what you can look for. He's still super young as well. So I'm definitely higher on Ayuk. I'm curious. What do you guys think is kind of the downsides with Ayuk uh, moving into this year? It's just that you know they're not going to throw the ball at the rate that you need. I I feel like it's that simple. And then Debo is still there. George Kittle is still there. McCaffrey is still there. The only reason that I have DJ more higher uh, than Ayuk uh, is the opportunity. The opportunity to be the number one target in that offense. Yep. Peter, I don't agree with you much, but that is the exact reason. Like if Debo got traded – or CMC wasn't there even because CMC takes a lot of work. He really does. Kittle, he I get you could put him on the line. He can block. Like he gets five, six catches a game, whatever. Um, it's just the CMC effect for me. But I agree with every point you said, Nixie. And like the stuff I see on Twitter is he's the best player at camp. The receptions, like the chemistry's there. Coach loves him. But he also he scares me because he's been in that doghouse before, you know? He's just he's one of those guys where is he finally out, or is he going to get yanked back in? Let's keep moving forward. Number 20, uh, an old head now, Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders. I feel like I'd find him more towards the top half of this list, kind of like Tyreek Hill uh, and Cooper Cup, if he still had Derek Carr, if there was quarterback stability. But since there's not, we're having Devontae on the back half of our top 24. I know some dynasty podcasts out there don't even put guys that are of Devontae's age in the top 24 they think that the value is nowhere to be found but we know for a competitor if you're a wide receiver off Devontae is definitely worth a good chunk of change 100 i mean he's one of those he's the only guy there in la he really truly is i get they signed jacoby myers i get that josh jacobs is there but if jimmy g's healthy which that's still up for debate, I guess. He is going to pepper a route runner like Devontae, which is so many targets. So he's one of those guys, obviously, you only want him if you're a competitor. Um, if not, I am selling him, even if I'm in the middle and like I can't sell him to a competitor, I'd sell him for a couple of seconds just so I could get something off him because I don't think he has much that much, that long left. I think he's been in the league nine, ten years now. So his time's coming to an end. He's not happy with Vegas. It's kind of a drama thing, but he's a insane win now piece it really is interesting with some of these guys because like we were talking about uh kind of at the beginning of this episode i mean this is where you're going to make your bread in fantasy football especially dynasty fantasy football veterans older guys they get discounted at such a rate where if you're competing man i mean you could just load up a crazy looking squad of these guys that are 28, 29 years old that are going to put up. I mean, it's tough to see Adams finish outside of the top 15 this year, I feel like. But that's why his value is so low, because 
people are fading him. I feel like not as hard as they did going into this past season, but I know people were fading him going into this past season with Carr as the quarterback and he finished as wide receiver three in PPR. I really don't see him doing it this year. It's really just with the quarterback because Jimmy G, I saw a stat. uh, It was a few months ago at this point, but Jimmy Garoppolo is one of the worst quarterbacks at throwing the ball deep. The bottom tier, I'm saying 26 and lower and in deep attempts as well as success rate. And that's where Devontae Adams makes his money. I mean, we saw last year cars just chucking up the moon balls. Adams reels in like 70 yard touchdowns. I think those are going to be few and far between this year. Adams is a guy I'm really sour on, but at the right price, like I, like you're saying, I mean, if you guys would sell them for a couple of seconds, that's when I'd buy in if I'm a competitor, but I'm not going to be expecting him to be a, a bona fide wide receiver one like he's been for uh, squads in the past. Yeah, I think I think top 12 is a reasonable expectation for him this season. I think I'd pay a first round pick if I'm a competitor to go get a t- guy that will finish top 12. Let's keep moving forward. Let's talk about both these guys together. Same draft class, similar uh, draft capital as well. Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnston. Jordan Addison at 21, Quentin Johnston at number 22 for us. I want reasonable expectations for the two shiny new toys of the Dynasty Fantasy Football community going into this upcoming season. I feel like we've talked about this at nauseum almost where it's like Jordan Addison, your ROI this year, it's going to be a lot better. I mean, he's taking that Adam Thielen role. They're in a pass first offense there. Um, He's stepping into a wide receiver two role, whereas Quentin Johnson, he's going to need an injury. He's going to go in wide receiver three. Yes. He's in that Kellen Moore offense with the better quarterback long-term, but Jordan Addison's one of those guys where I would, if I have him right now and he starts off really hot, then I would, and you next year, you could probably get like a Quentin Johnson plus a first even for Jordan Addison. And I think they're very, very similar in the long run. And honestly, I'd probably rather have QJ in the long run, um, just given with Herbert, you know. Addison's going to be right there. I mean, he could be a dark horse to finish higher than people think. I mean, top 15 finish, I feel like is, you could almost not pencil him in for, but you know, Kirk's going to air the ball out. Like you guys said, I think dark horse, dark horse, offensive rookie of the year. Yeah, he really could be, man. Yeah. Bijan goes down or doesn't have the season that he expects. Definitely interesting. Uh, The way that I kind of look at Quentin Johnston is, is it is more of the long-term hold while both of these guys are so young that they should be considered long-term holds in it of themselves. I think, Jordan Addison is going to be the safer of the two. Jordan Addison will be the route runner technician that we always talk about on the podcast. And Quinn Johnson is going to be your DK Metcalf. He's going to be your aim for the moon, kind of take a shot, see if he hits. And you'll know relatively quickly whether or not he is good enough to maintain his value. I think by this time next year, both these guys will have radically different values. 1,000%. All right, let's keep moving forward. Uh, Coming in here at number 23, Christian Watson, kind of holding his weight from the prior year. He had an interesting season. I will call it good. Some people might not call it good, but I would call it good. But he has the departure of Aaron Rodgers. 
which is a big problem for him. I look at Christian Watson's season and I think it's something to build off. He takes one step forward and also one step backwards with losing Rodgers. I wanted to hear both of your opinions on him moving into next season with Jordan Love. He's a question. He's a giant question mark. He's this guy. We talk about it. This is where you make your money. This is where if Jerry Judy hits, then bang, you go and you write you ROI another first and a half. Okay, great. If DJ Moore hits, then great. You go and you if you got him at a good value, whatever it is. Christian Watson is this guy. He is in this whole class, this whole tier that we just talked about. He is the guy. If Jordan Love hits and it's just this guy that can replace Aaron Rodgers and this, this, and that. And Christian Watson's his guy. People are scared. There's no Rodgers. People are buying Romeo Dobbs news. Christian Watson is a physical freak, just like DK. He's very, very fast. He was a very high draft capital pick. There's no one really there as well. So Senior Bowl stud, add him to the list. Sure, Senior Bowl stud, whatever you want to say. But if you believe in Jordan Love, I and I and he's one of those guys you never know, man. He he could be the next. Baker Mayfield, he could be the next like really, really good quarter Aaron Rodgers in a couple of years. You know, I like Christian Watson. If you can get, I think you can get him for a first. I really do. I think there's people that are scared and you could buy him for a late. You first. can, you can get him for a late first without a doubt. Super producer. I got to give you some props PJ. Cause you were a dude who was all over Christian Watson pause in the pre-draft process, <laughs> senior bowl, everything you, Definitely brought him to my attention. I had no idea really who the dude was, but I don't know, man. Watson is a guy that I don't think I could send a first for. I really just think you look at his box score this past year. He had that four game stretch where he was just lights out. He's catching monster bombs from Rogers, getting three touchdowns, two touchdowns of like four catches. That's the main thing to me, Max is four catches like look at how many catches he had in those games where he just boomed it's something where i don't see that as being sustainable i could eat crow easily maybe he's just this monster deep threat and he can just i i don't know what it is man i there's just too many question marks for me he's already 24 years old and it's his second year in the league i get that's still young but as far as like ceiling like what's his ceiling like he's gonna have to finish uh, not top 12 but i mean he's gotta at least finish probably top 15 to hold his value i mean he's gonna be 25 going into the 24 25 season so it's like what what what's the upside of paying the first when if he starts out on a slow first half of the season or something i buy him for two seconds then instead of sending the first but I don't know. I'm definitely lower, even though the rankings are kind of similar for all of us. But just weird. talking it through. Yeah. He's definitely a weird player. But this is, again, where you make your money. You're going to make your money right here as these yeah. late these late wide receivers right here. You you hit on a guy like uh, like Christian Watson and you pay a first for him and he's worth two next year. You right. do that with three players and you hit on all three. You're looking at a very fast rebuild or a, a, an actual dynasty. What do you think his production's looking like this year? I mean, even future. Are, are you it's, scared at all from for him? Because I feel like I, there's a lot of questions. It's all going to depend on how well Jordan Love can throw the deep ball and how well the offensive line is going to be able to hold up. 
So we saw over the last couple of years, the offensive line has not been perfect in Green Bay. I know they're trying to revamp it little bit by little bit. Um, but the longer the pockets could be able to hold out for Jordan Love as a young quarterback, because, again, he's still very green, uh, not only on his jersey, but in his experiences as well. The longer that line's going to hold out, the more he's going to have time to make the proper decision. And the proper decision is usually a deep ball to Christian Watson in one-on-one coverage on the outside, which he's going to toast every DB. Uh, And that comes down to route running and speed, both combination. So I'm anxious. I'm not scared. I feel like fear is immediate. Anxiousness has like a little bit of a long-term uh, connotation to it. So I, I'm more anxious for Christian Watson because if it's, if we're six weeks in and he has zero production, I'd still be anxious. Cause I know all he needs is a couple pop games. Here's what I'll say. And dude, it, this is, this is just why I love talking to y'all because it's like, we're talking about it and it's like, what's the difference between him and like Rashad Bateman, who did the same thing for two games when he was healthy last year, he had like three catches for like a hundred yards and a touchdown I guess Christian Watson did it towards the end of the season on a team with Aaron Rodgers, you know, and primetime games and primetime games where you could get Rashad Bateman for a second rounder. You have to pay a first for Christian Watson and Rashad Bateman. I guarantee he's probably younger actually. Um, and a first round wide receiver. But my point being Bateman does it for two games and get called a bust and he's terrible and right off. Christian Watson does it for four or five towards the end of the season and is right there, you know? So as they say, there's a, there's an expression uh, in the sports card business. It's, it's called extending your hobby dollars. So if I buy a nine out of 10, you know, X card, it's going to be so much less money than a 10 out of 10. So I could have every single card I'd ever want in my entire life in nines out of tens versus buying one card that is a 10 out of 10. So it's about extending those dollars to multiple players. So you could say you could go get Bateman for a fraction of the cost. So you go get Bateman and you go take a shot on Roshan Johnson. Sure. And that's the price of Christian Watson. Or you go take a shot on Khalil Herbert. Or you go take a shot on all these Jordan guys. Stuff. It's basically like in fantasy. Like, would you rather have Mahomes or would you rather have like a Joe Burrow and name stud running back, you know? Would you rather, in Superflex, would you rather have Mahomes or Joe Burrow and Derek Carr? I'd rather have Mahomes by a mile. Mahomes. There you go. There's your answer. If you're offering me Joe Burrow and Amon Ross St. Brown, I'll take a Joe Burrow and Amon Ross St. Brown. I'd still rather have Mahomes. Nick C probably would too. And like, it makes me think back to that trade I made on Nick C where it was like Deshaun Watson, Jerry, Judy, and Khalil Herbert for Mahomes. And like, I'd probably rather have Mahomes right now. Like, I think he's probably worth more. Nick C probably could have got more out of him. But if Deshaun hits and he's a top five quarterback and Jerry Judy's a top 12 wide receiver, then okay. All right. Last guy. Let's talk about him. Michael Pittman Jr. Max, this is your boy. I know you're a big Anthony Richardson guy. So give us a little breakdown on. Mr. Pittman Jr. I like Pittman, one, because he reminds me a lot of Deontay, and I love Deontay. But they remind me of each other because of the target share, one. And two, just given the situation and the, the, the kind of routes that they run. Um, my thing for Pittman is he's a free agent after the season, so 
if Anthony Richardson can't throw the ball and Michael Pittman doesn't do very well, then okay, great. He's 26 years old going into the prime of his career. So I like Pittman at his value for sure. I mean, he's another one of those guys you can get for like two seconds. Nick, so you think you get him for two seconds? You might, man. I think people are really sour on Pittman and I I'm probably one of them. I see where you're coming from though, Max, with the being a, a free agent after the season. He's he's got an alpha build. I mean, he's 6'4, 223. So he's a big boy. He showed production even with Matt Ryan. So it, it would be interesting to see when he gets an actual real quarterback. This year I would probably buy him for two seconds right now, but if that's really his going price, I'd almost just wait till midway through the season when he's wide receiver 45 on the year or something like that. Touchdown and because I really think he's going to have a terrible season with Anthony Richardson. And that's just given how rookies have produced in the NFL over the past, however many years. I mean, I think there's even a lower buy-in window for Pittman given that. And if he has terrible production, I doubt he's going to be back in Indianapolis. So, I mean, there's an easy buy-sell window right there for you, Max. So I I do like it from that aspect. But if I'm a competitor, I I don't think I could roster Pittman unless I already have him. Then you're kind of stuck with him because you can't really sell. Yeah, I mean, you can't really sell. He can just be like one of those wide receiver three flex type of guys, but I like him just because of that next year and where he's at. All right, that's going to wrap up our episode. want to thank everyone for making it to the end. Go follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y over on Twitter. Follow us, man. Nixie's been pumping out some content. I've, I've even got on the Twitter bot a little bit. Tweeted a little thing. The Twitter bot. I've been trying, man. I, I mean that we see we Nick see get the good of the memes. We find some good articles. Just give us a follow because believe it or not, we're giving away a jersey very, 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 very soon. And that's how you're gonna have to enter. Yeah, so follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy. That's gonna be for our one hundredth episode celebrations coming up in a month's time, gentlemen. Hmm. Who would have thought hundred episodes? Wild. Literally uh, surreal, almost. Uh, But again, wanted to thank everyone for making it to the end. We will catch you next week. Stay tuned. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time, farewell, my fellow kings and queens.